JT, what's happening, man? A lot, man. Staying busy. How about you? <laughs> you know, got a few, uh, got a few of everything in the air. Just trying to juggle and make sure nothing hits the ground. Well, hey everyone, right. welcome to Breaking Business Barriers, episode number ninety-three. Ninety-three. Before we introduce our our guest, let's <laughs> let's give thanks out to our previous guest, and that was Doug Stamen, along with Dan Austin. Let's talk about Dan. Dan. Austin owns Austin Adventures. And let me tell you, adventures across the globe. Not only is he an entrepreneur, but he's a serial, well, memory maker is what I would probably call him, right? JT, what do you think? You're a big travel guy. You love traveling. What do you think? Dan is all about the memories, man. Such a, such a good use of of time and and money to, to, to see the world like that. Yeah, folks, uh, if you haven't, if you haven't heard that episode, I, highly encourage you to meet Dan. I mean, he smiled the entire time. He loves what he does. I mean, literally loves, loves, loves what he does. Well, this is your host, Brent Duham, along with my uh, compadre, Jared Ty, Bible Ty, real estate guru. Gotta love that guy. He's good at what he does. So feel free to reach out to uh, Jared at any time if you're in the market. And you don't even have to contract with him. He may give you some advice if it's in a in a state maybe where he doesn't uh, normally have his boots on the ground. But nonetheless, he is uh, <clears throat> he's a heck of a guy and one of one of the one of the real good dudes in, in in the business. Well, let's let's bring on let's bring on our guest Don Riggs. Don is this is going to be a fun story because I, in my opinion he's really had two careers. He was a business owner, entrepreneur, and had a successful. Uh, sell on on his business and for the life of me he got into the mortgage banking business and much like most of us in the mortgage banking business we we really didn't know that much about it i i i fell into it as as folks know that are that listen i fell into it right out of college by accident really uh through the help of a college professor but uh, here here's don riggs and don how about a little intro i mean no one can tell your story better than you but uh First of, first of all, where can our listeners find find you on social media, Don? Social media, LinkedIn is just Don Riggs, and LinkedIn slash Don Riggs, and Facebook, same thing, Don, Don Riggs, and Twitter, Don Riggs, and I don't do Twitter much, but uh, it's out there. Uh, it might be a week or two before I respond on that one, so it's always better to do the LinkedIn and the uh, Facebook. LinkedIn is my preferred medicine. Yeah, link, LinkedIn. I, I am, I am too. Facebook and all those other things. But I think we we probably talk about this on almost every episode, the value of social media, and it's. I've been on LinkedIn for a really, really long time, and to see how that's grown over the last, even the last three years, it's absolutely amazing what what it's done. But uh, Don, both J, JT and I are glad to have you. Appreciate tell, it. Tell your story. I'm breaking business barriers. So let's let's dial back to first when you're a business owner. Let's let's go there. Then we'll we'll step it up to where you are today. So for 28 years, I was in the IT world from about everything from soup to nuts, and I did just about everything in there. I designed stuff. I fixed things. I worked on things. I did a lot of installations. We did satellite dishes. We did computers. We did computers computer systems. Uh, modified computer systems for some of the big manufacturers. 
Uh, I did that for 28 years. And uh, after 28 years, the eyesight wasn't as good as it used to be. And I said, you know, I got to find something else to do. Had some pretty good offers on taking over what I had. And I said, okay, I'm done. Spending the next year, you know, playing some golf, drinking some whiskey, drinking some whiskey. <laughs> and then uh, I said, that, told a buddy of mine, I've got to get a job. I've got to do something. And he said, well, here's what I'm doing now. And he gave me his business card. He got in the mortgage business. He said, you're good at math. You could do this. I said, all right, let's do it. That was the interview. That was the introduction. That's what I wanted to do when I grew up. I, I always dreamed of being a mortgage banker when I was in grade school, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like all of us in that business, yeah, right? But it was it was pretty interesting. And now I've been doing this for this is my 22nd year. And I got to tell you, I'm glad I did the other business because it was a lot of fun. The mortgage business is also fun. It's a lot more, I mean, the compliance and the regulations are something entirely different than what I was used to. We had some of that, but nothing, nothing like we do now. But it's every day is changing. Every every day is new. Every time the rates change, the the whole the whole uh, landscape changes. The whole canvas changes. So it's uh, it's interesting. There's here we are. We're off into a new year with, uh, you know, now a new president. And what's going to happen? We've already seen FHA uh, release their uh, DACA DACA requirements. They're they're back on the board. I'm sure there's going to be some other major changes with that program. Uh, so it, it'll be, uh, it'll be interesting. There's no question about it. JT. Yeah. So, uh, Don, I just, uh, met a new friend today who was asking me how to get in the mortgage business and, um, what, what for, for people like that, you know, who may be considering a, a career in it, uh, what does a, a normal day look like, uh, for, for a mortgage professional like yourself? Well, I think, you know, when you first get into it, it is, you need to call everybody that you know, you need to be on every social media website there is, probably buy some leads, get out, shake hands, kiss babies. I mean, that's, there's a lot of relationship building. That's, I would say it's not so much about knowing the products as it is the relationships. The relationships in this business are so key. There's, there's nothing more important than that. So that would be my suggestion is, you know, is, is if you can meet 25 people in the course of a month, dump them all into that funnel, see what comes out at the bottom at the end of the month and get them into your CRM. Make sure you're marketing those people, you know, work with uh, your peers, you know, take all the experience that uh, that they can give you and surround yourself with a company that basically has things that is going to promote you and help you go out and get new business. That's that's one of the most important things. Now that's that's just imperative. You know, so we all have something in there. Uh, in this business, we all have something and it may look a little bit different and all, but a lot of the companies that are out there, they, they realize that and they provide that. But a lot of the problems with the originators is they don't take advantage of it. So I say, take advantage of every tool that you've got, because you can become a success in this business. The, the entry level fee is really pretty low to get into it, but it's the desire and the passion that you've got to have to build, I believe, the relationships. That's great feedback. So if you were starting, you know, fresh, you know, hypothetically, and you had to build up a, you know, a book of business, a consumer base, uh, I know you mentioned social media, you mentioned buying leads. Uh, are those the places that you would go or would you go out and work on referral partners uh, or maybe a little of everything? 
I think a little of everything. Right now with COVID, it's kind of tough to get out with the partners. However, I started my business by doing what I did best, and that was hanging out in bars. And I passed my card around to everybody in that bar every time I went in. And I stapled my card to a $5 bill and said, hey, let me buy you a cocktail. If you ever need a mortgage, give me a call. I did a ton of mortgages that way. So it was the little niches that you can do along the way and things that you can figure out and how to, you know, get some business in. And, you know, people want to pay. I got five bucks from this guy over here. Whether or not they ever use it or not, it's another story. But that was part of it. So I still think that those things are possible. The other thing I would do is besides that, I'd get my little clipboard out with, you know, maybe a file folder in a couple of flyers. And I'd start knocking door to door. I would pick, take a neighborhood and just look for people to refi. They're going to look at you. They're going to see you. Granted, only maybe one in 20 is going to answer the door, but you can leave your card. But whatever you can do to get out there and pick an area, pick an area and stick to it if, for that kind of business. And you will be surprised what you get. That's awesome. I read about a uh, real estate agent that did similar to what you said about the bar. Uh, she literally picked some kind of an upscale restaurant and, you know, she would go set up shop. She would go work there for half the day and, you know, meet people and, and, you know, buy people drinks and give out her card. And it was actually a very lucrative <laughs> business. Yeah. for her. So that's amazing. I've had that when I, I travel a lot, not right now. I did travel last week, but, uh, I would do that when I was in the hotel bar and I'll set my computer up, even though I may have just been reading email or whatever, but you're visible. And I hired a couple of loan officers that way. That's so, awesome. you know, it's, you get out there and pe people want to meet you. I think this is, this business is very, it, it's so relationship based. People want to feel good and they want to know the people that they're working with. Yeah, you've got a lot of your online lenders out there that you know will give you the best rate and all and a lot of people care about that but there's just as many if not more that care about who they're dealing with they want to feel safe great advice and i think you know that advice don really could be in almost any sales related profession right you've got to start from somewhere i mean you built a you, you built a business really now times two and right the first one was on your back and on your shoulders and it was either survive, just survive or thrive. I think we had talked about that and you, you decided to thrive. And, and that obviously is carried over to your second profession, both long-term professions, which I, I, uh, I highly think that's, uh, I think that's just shows a lot of dexterity and a lot of commitment to what it is that you do. Well, there's no, there's no doubt. And, and one of the, kind of the backbone of breaking business barriers, one of the things that we we talk about is a fork in the road. Those are learning moments, but you have to make decisions. Right. And we've heard amazing stories and sometimes maybe just plowing through that oak tree that's in the fork and, you know, cut it down, drive through it, whatever the case might be. Is there a fork in the road, uh, Don, that comes up to you at, at top of mind? Uh, the biggest fork in the road was the financial crisis in 2007, 2008 was probably the biggest one for me. I made a decision to conscious decision to go out and prove that I could still do business. I don't even want to talk about the numbers I did, but they were ridiculous. I just was killing it because there was so many people that had left the business. There was so, pe so many people that people didn't trust oh, you're one of those. Yeah, I'm one of those, but you still need me. You know, you just had to sell the sell it. But 
that fork in the road was really good because it built a lot of character for me personally. And as the business got a little more uh, adjusted to what had happened, it became a little easier. But all of those experiences themselves, uh, I think that that piece in itself, it was either, okay, I can go back doing something else or I can make this choice that I made, make it work. And that's what I chose to do is, you know, I made a choice, let's make it work. When you did that, was that a decision that you made with your head or your heart, or or were you concerned about what other people would think about? All right, here's a here's a lifelong IT guy. All of a sudden, he's going from whew, left field. Heck, he's not even in the same town as as the ballpark. We worried right. about that. No, I didn't. I didn't need. Quite frankly, I never even thought about it. It was just kind of like, okay, how do we do this? You know, it's just you just need to formulate a new plan and move forward. You made a choice. You know, it's like. I've been married once or twice. You try to make those things always work and you make choices in those things. And if they don't work, they don't work. But, but with this business, I think there's so many opportunities to make it work uh, that there's no reason why it shouldn't work. And people that don't make it work, there's a lot of them out there. And I coach my people a lot. And the ones that work are killing it right now. And the ones that just want to get by are just getting by. And, you know, that's, that's it's the old 80 20 rule where, you know, 20% of the uh, people in the business do 80% of the loans. It even might be 90% at this point, but, but the ones that are working, it's they're, 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 uh, they're having a lot of success right now. A lot of success. John, if somebody wanted to reach out to you to look into a refinance or something like that, um, what, what, uh, would that be a Texas, uh, listener that would want to do that or i mean yeah i mean if somebody wanted to reach out to me i usually just you know use my website donregs.com everything's right on there they can apply they can do whatever i personally don't do the loans any longer because i'm a non-producing branch manager even though i'm licensed in 15 states but i have a team that works with me who does all of my loans and i oversee everything so very nice so 15 different states listeners yeah. could contact you for we as a company are licensed in all 50 and i think that's you know i think it's a great thing i don't know if it's necessary but it's a great thing you know that's awesome yeah yeah don do you have you have advice <clears throat> as an entrepreneur and, and really you still are in our, in our business uh you know you're a peer we're peers in this in the industry of mortgage banking and and of course jared's in in real estate prior to that he was he was a mortgage banker for 12 years so which is cool he brings he brings a viewpoint that that not many many do but just as an entrepreneur do you have some advice because a lot of our folks are either own, already own a business or perhaps they're thinking of you know hey i'm tired of this uh, you know this grind that i'm doing and, and it's time maybe for a little freedom both personally and financially you have some advice for those folks don well, first of all, I would not recommend anybody go in and try and start their own business at, in this market. I mean, I would get some real experience if they wanted to be in this business, but to align themselves with a company that is, you know, well-placed in the market, well-positioned, well-capitalized, that's pretty easy to figure that kind of stuff out uh, on how, how they are. Um, you know, you can look around and talk with different people, but I would suggest Technically speaking, Brent, it's, it's like everybody that's in our business is really self-employed. You get paid on how hard you work. Yes, you work on 
basis points, maybe a draw, maybe a salary, whatever. But at the end of the day, everybody is self-employed and your payoff is really as to how hard you work. So I would say align yourself, figure out what it is and what your business plan is, you know, write down a business plan. Uh, I think that's one of the big mistakes a lot of people make is never having a business plan. I write a new one every year and I probably should write it more often, but I read it once a month anyway. And J. Paul Getty read his every day. And that's probably a good learn from that guy. But uh, I think that having a business plan, make it real, make it measurable, you know, and uh, that's a good start right there. And uh, yeah, I mean, I don't have much to add to that, but that's what I would do. Basics, fundamentals yeah. and basics, right? Yeah. Yeah. Keep it simple. <clears throat> All right. Before, before we uh, hit the backstretch here, all right. You mentioned whiskey. Do you have a recommendation, maybe a flavor or two for, for those who may like a little bourbon? Oh man, I'll tell you what, depends on how much you want to spend, but I think you can get a really decent bottle of whiskey. That's uh 30 to 40 bucks. Basil Hayden dark rye right now is one of my favorites. Angel, Angel Oak, uh, uh, Angel's Envy, I should say is, uh, another one that I like right now, but there's, there's so many, but those are my favorites right at the moment. Do you pair that with a cigar or what do you, what's, what it's, of course, or, uh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and after that whiskey's gone and all a little port with a cigar to finish it off. Sometimes it's pretty good. Well, there we go. We've got, we've got a little, uh, whiskey recommendation. That's, that's a first. Out yeah. Of, uh, <laughs> 90, 92 prior episodes of breaking business spirits, but I thought I'd, I, I needed to ask that JT, what you got, man? Uh, no, I've just been enjoying, you know, hearing Don's story here. And, um, you know, the, the one thing that I love about, you know, commission sales is like you said, you know, you just, you get to determine, you know, your income on a annual, you know, monthly, weekly, even daily, you know, schedule based on how hard you work. Um, and, uh, yeah, super cool to, to, you know, to hear that. And, um, I imagine there's a lot of people out there who, who like you, you know, were doing a different job and, um, you know, they could, they could do really well in, um, you know, in, in, in a mortgage yeah. type role like that. So there was, uh, math, right. <laughs> that's right. I was called up, uh, at a company that was probably 15 years ago, 16 years ago. And it was, a national, everybody came into Denver to be part of it. And I was put on the spot and said, what is your thought about success? What do you want to do? And out of my mouth came four things. You got to talk it, walk it, live it, and breathe it. Still holds true today. Talk it, walk it, live it, breathe it, and you'll be successful. You know, what's interesting to me is, uh, so I was a loan officer myself for a long time before I moved into real estate. And, uh, you know, there was this like grass is greener mentality that, well, maybe on the other side, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's more fun or it's easier. And, you know, what I learned is that, you know, on both sides, there are people who, like you said, it's that 90-10 rule on, on both sides, you know, there's people who do really well and they choose to, you know, bloom where they're planted. And there's a lot of people who don't. Um, but uh, there's a wonderful opportunity, I think, in, you know, either of those careers to, uh, to, to you know, work hard and uh, get paid appropriately for it. Right. You know, the funny thing is, this last comment on that is a lot of people say, gee, that, that agent did 50 transactions last year or that loan officer did 
$30 million last year. Gee, I wish I could do that. Well, my question is what's holding you back? Right. You know, it's, like it. sometimes it's just, it's just your own fear. Yeah, th that's right. Right. It's the, generally it's the person in the mirror. Yeah. Gen it generally is. who it is. And <clears throat> sometimes, sometimes you just got to peel it back, go have fun and, and run with your hair on fire and en enjoy the results. It, yeah. At the end of the day, it really what matters. I think mine's been on fire a lot. That's why it's kind of that smoky gray now. <laughs> well, why do you, why do you think uh, Jared and I wear caps? You know, I don't know. I'm thinking I might want to get into that realm though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mine mine burnt off. It's gone. So. Oh, you'll have that. I had the COVID hair right as long as I can. I had the COVID hair going. I didn't have a haircut for almost seven months, and it was curling around my ears, and it was going down the back. It, finally, I just said enough. I walked into the guy that cuts my hair. And he was, he was like, I've been wondering where you are. I said, well, we're going to make a wig today. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. There you go. He probably walked in and he said, can I help you, sir? He didn't recognize you. Oh, he knows he, he, uh, yeah, he knows me pretty, pretty darn well. And yeah. And funny, I wasn't getting text messages from him. Hey, Don, before we, before we sign off, always like to, always like to hear, give us, give us something or maybe a story that would crack us up, whether it's uh, self-inflicting, whatever the case might be. But if something comes to mind, let's, uh, let's have a chuckle. Thanks to you. I'm trying to, I'm trying to say something that won't get me into trouble, but, uh, and I got nothing right at the moment. I'm just, uh, struggling for a funny, funny anecdote. Uh, Oh, I'll tell you a funny one. This is the one I love because I'm not a young guy any longer, but I get asked by younger people when I hire them, well, how much longer are you going to work? And I said, it doesn't matter how long I'm going to work. It's how long you're going to work because I'll still be working when you quit. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's uh, one I get. And they just kind of look at me like I'm crazy, like a crazy old man. And I might be. You never know. <laughs> Perseverance. Well, you pro you've proven that. Yeah. It you know, two careers and in the time that you was, you started uh, putting it back and, and working. I, I admire that. That I just really, really, really do. And thank you. All all too often, you know, we're we're parents, and all too often, we see we see uh, not just the younger generation, but we see someone face adversity and and they pack their bags. And I think I think Jared said it earlier that you know, the grass is always greener. Well, no, it's not always greener. And, and in fact, if you water and fertilize your own grass, probably going to look pretty good. Yeah. Look before you leap. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, Don, it's been a pleasure. I, I love having peers in, in the, in the industry, whether it's real estate and finance on breaking business barriers. I, I, I learned from each and every one of our guests, but especially this one goes, goes warm to both uh, warms our heart, both Jared and I, and and what it is that you're doing but hey don you want to remind everyone where they can find you again just real quick real quick uh you can find me on linkedin it's just don riggs you can find me on facebook same thing don riggs or you can go to my website donriggs.com that's a tough one it's got all of the links it's got some blogs that i write it's got a lot of uh, good information in there as well cool and that's riggs with a double g correct riggs with a double g well, Don, thank you again. So on behalf of Jared Ty, myself, Brent Duhame, Breaking Business Barriers, episode number 93. Don, it's been a pleasure. I look forward to visiting with you as we go down the road. And we'll see who out, we'll see who lasts longer 
in the workforce than the other, right? <laughs> you bet. Well, I appreciate you having me on. It's just been great. I really do appreciate it. Yeah, and likewise. JT? No, I just said thanks for coming on. Good times. You got Good it. You, you got it, guys. Peace, and it's, uh, it is onward and upward for sure. Everyone, have a great day, and thanks for listening.